Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So what is a villain? That's what we're going to talk about today. And I wanted to do like a maniacal laugh, like a mwahaha, because that's what I think of, right? When I think of villains. So what is a villain? We've talked a lot about heroes, and there really can't be a hero without a villain. It's like that. You, ha- you have to have good to have bad, uh, kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not juxtaposition, but the duality, opposite. maybe. Duality is the word. Yes, duality. So what is a villain? So a villain is somebody who something happens and they turn bad, right? I think we think of it as like the bad guy. That's that's what I always think, like just easiest way to say it. A villain is a bad guy. But not every bad guy starts off as a bad guy. You know, maybe they start off as regular people. Everybody's a baby at one point, right? Babies aren't aren't evil. So what is it that makes a villain a villain? And and that's, you know, what I want to talk about a little bit. And I think one of the main things is, is kind of a lust for power right? Yeah. That you want power. And so Connor, what I was going to do is I want to pass it to you to kind of talk about this and then maybe let our readers or our listeners know why we're talking about villains today. Well, maybe let me start with that part first. So one of the reasons why we wanted to delve into this topic is because it's uh, increasingly relevant, shall we say, since we just uh, published a new book recently. So I think our listeners know that not only do we have our kids' books, we also have toddler books, we have books for teenagers, and we have actually two series of books for teenagers. And uh, one of them is a nonfiction series of books called guidebooks. So we have the guide to logical fallacies or the guide to inspiring entrepreneurs. And so we came out with a new guidebook called the Tuttle Twins Guide to Modern Villains. Now, it was interesting working on this book because we had to pause and ask ourselves, when, when we first kind of came up with this idea, we said, is this really something we want to do? It can be kind of dark, right? To talk about all the dastardly deeds of these dictators. What a so good forth. word, dastardly. Yeah, it was alliteration too. Did you catch that? Dastardly yes. deeds of dictators. Yeah, I was, I was proud of myself for that one on the fly. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, um, and so, we, but we were, we don't want kids to just read all this doom and gloom, right? We don't want to just say, here are all these horrible things that these horrible people did. Look how horrible it was. That That's not uplifting. It's not insightful. It's not educational necessarily. So we kind of talked through the format, trying to think through how can we do this? Why are we doing this? What's the motive? And for me, it really boiled down to this. We, we came out early uh, last summer, I think all of our listeners know, with a new history book for American history. And that was a, gosh, two, three-year project. We're working on volume two right now. And the kind of the promotions uh, that we did around even the back of the book, we have this quote, Brittany, I'm going to let you do the second half. You'll know it. Those who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. Are doomed to repeat it. We, we used that in our marketing. It's a central part of that book, right? We want to learn the mistakes of the past so that we don't have to repeat them. And so... We shared that quote over all over the summer, promoting this history book, saying we need to learn from the mistakes of the past so we don't repeat them. We need to learn the good things from history so we can, you know, repeat those and honor those. So to me, it's the same, that same quote, those who don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. Uh, that same quote is relevant when it comes to all these horrible dictators and rulers all over the world. Why? Because they all rose to power in 
different ways to varying degrees. Some were born into it, some conquered their way into it, right? Some were elected into it. And so they all have different paths by which they got their power and then abused that power. But to me, what we have to learn from and what we've tried to do in this book is to say, let's analyze what happened. Not Let's not focus so much on the, the dictator or the president or the thug or whoever it is. Let's <laughs> not focus so much on them, even though the whole chapter is about them. But ultimately, it's about what were the circumstances in which they rose to power? What, like, why, why did, why were they able to get away with what they did? Right. They could have been, you know, this horrible person with this authoritarian personality domineering and everything else. Fine. But there's millions of people in their country or, you know, hundreds of millions of people in their country. And that's only one person. So there has to be like a system in place or a culture in place that allows someone like that to acquire and abuse power. So to me, the lessons we can learn as readers is to say, okay, what was going on in the world or in this country when this person rose to power? What were the people like? What was the news media like? What were people saying? Were people apathetic and just not paying attention? Or were they believing propaganda, right? Or were they being told that this person would keep them safe from some false flag you know, bad guy that didn't exist. Like what, how did they deceive or trick or persuade all the people into supporting, uh, supporting them or, you know, allowing them to remain a dictator? To me, that's what this book is about. We're trying to say, uh, what can we learn from the past so that we don't repeat it anymore in the future? And so to your question, Brittany, of what is a villain? In my mind, you know, we, we have a very loose definition of the term here about who, who these villains are. Ultimately, it's people who have abused political power in order to undermine the rights of a large number of people. That can be 10,000 people. It could be 10 million people. It can be an elected president of the United States. We threw one in there for fun. It was hard to pick just one. <laughs> uh, or it can be, a, you know dictator from a third world country or someone from you know history who rose to power through conquest and war they can they can rise to power in any number of ways but the villains are the ones who are using the state the government to violate the rights of other people they're using the military they're using the police they're locking other you know their opponents in jail they're using political power to fight their their enemies in my mind that's a villain and um, yeah, so we ended up with with quite the list of people, and we're going to dedicate some you know separate episodes of this podcast to go into some of the stories of these people, the lessons that we can learn, what it means for us today. A lot of the names are familiar. Certainly, we've got Hitler, we've got you know Karl Marx, Napoleon, Ho Chi Minh, we've got Mao Zedong from China, Kim Il Sung from. North Korea, Robert Mugabe from Zimbabwe, and, and many others. I've actually, that's a name I've never heard. Mugabe? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's let's use that, Brittany. I'm going to yeah, run we'll with that. Yeah, we'll have to use that one, yeah. So, so briefly, and maybe we'll do a separate episode about this, Robert Mugabe rose to power in Zimbabwe and became a ruthless dictator uh, in that country, and most particularly, basically destroyed his economy. He 
you know, nationalize certain industries. He was fighting these large companies. He was trying to have government control of the economy and the currency. And the, the, the currency got so bad that if, if you young readers listening, if you have the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island, you can open towards the back of the book and you'll see a picture in there of, I think we did the $100 trillion Zimbabwe note, the bank note, $100 trillion. I own one of these. You can find them on eBay as collector's items now. How but much does it cost in, you on eBay? I'm curious. Oh, you know, last <laughs> I bought, yeah, it was like 30 bucks or something just because, you know, they're getting rare. Everyone wants them as a collector's item because it's this massive number. Certainly they had billions and millions and billions and then trillions. And so that was Mugabe. So kids, when you go read The Creature from Jekyll Island and you see that picture in the back of the book, you know that that was Robert Mugabe. He was one of the villains. You can go read about him in this particular guidebook. And it was so sad what he did to his country because people were, you know, abandoning the money. It's like in Germany before World War II, you would see these pictures of people with wheelbarrows full of cash. And it was just to buy like a loaf of bread, <laughs> this, this massive pile of cash, because inflation had just gotten so crazy as a result of the actions of these you know, politicians. So that, uh, that's a just brief snapshot of his story. And um, there, there's some really interesting insights in his background where we can say, oh, interesting. How would we make sure something like that didn't happen here in America or whatever country you live in? So that, that's where we're trying to steer things is to say, how, what are the lessons that, that we can learn? Because I, th I think you can appreciate, Brittany, if we just talk about bad dudes doing bad things all day long, it's not a very fun book to read. No, but I do. I do have one question on that. I'm going to bring up one point, and that is, you know, we've talked a lot about like the the Twelve Rules Boot Camp book that yeah. that came out recently, things like that. That sometimes it is important to say, oh, somebody who lives their life this way might end up doing a bad thing. You know, because I'm sure I'm sure these villains didn't follow the twelve rules <laughs> in, in their life. So I think there's there's kind of two things you can take out of it, right? You can look at what's going on in the world around you or world around them when it happened, and also, you know, what were they what were they not doing? Maybe more than what they were doing. So I always that, think that's interesting. That's super important, right? It's it's not exactly what you say, Brittany. It's not just that they did all these bad things. It's that they weren't for example, abiding by the non-aggression principle. <laughs> they weren't thinking of other people. They weren't, you know, seeking first to understand the other side and then be understood. That's a great principle from Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Seek first to understand your opponent's point of view or your sibling's point of view or whatever, and then try to be understood. There's so many good ways of living the golden rule and everything. You're right. These individuals don't operate that way. They they were not thinking that way. It's not just that they did bad things. It's also that they did not do some good things that would have maybe balanced it out a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. there's certainly a lot of other politicians who've done horrible things, but they also did some decent things. And so it's like, oh, do I love them or do I hate them? Or <laughs> you know, I don't know which to which to believe. So I, th I think that's what's tough. It was tough for us to pick just one U.S. president. I, I mentioned that that one was we wanted to include one because there's dictators and villains all over the world, all throughout history, you know, Lenin and so many Mussolini and all these guys that we just had to put in a book like this. So we said, OK, we can't just have this book make people think that it's all foreign people that are the villains and no American has ever <laughs> achieved villains. <laughs> 
So then we said, okay, you know, we got to include at least one because certainly many of them qualify. So then we're like, which one should we do? We settled on Woodrow Wilson in part because, and, and we should maybe talk separately about this for its own uh, episode if we wanted to dive into it. But Woodrow Wilson was central in involving the United States of America in World War One, And why that's important and why that achieves villain status is not only because of all the suffering and the death from American soldiers, let alone people all over the world and all the so-called collateral damage, which is the name that they've given to innocent people that are killed during all the warfare. But, but World War I set things up for World War II to happen, right? I mean, it was, it was the way World War I happened that made Hitler and many other Germans so upset that led to the events of World War II. And so it's so interesting to see these dominoes fall, right? That if you look at all the, think of today, the military industrial complex, as it's called, basically all these massive companies that make tons of money off of building bombs and missiles and, you know, all kinds of military things. They make billions and probably trillions of dollars off of war and conflict. And President Eisenhower, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was a general during World War II, in his farewell speech, he warned the American public about the military-industrial complex. He, he said, basically, look, I know what it takes to fight a war, and I know the various people that try to come in and take advantage of things, and I fear for our country when someone is sitting in this chair, the president's chair, that does not have a military background and can't see all these contractors and all these private companies that try and just push for war because then they make a lot of money. So he called it the military industrial complex. It was a great warning, you might say, or prediction because in the recent decades, it's been massive growth of these companies and all these wars, but it all has its origins in World War II. World War II is when you had this massive just, you know, concentration of money into the military industrial complex. So then you say, okay, well, we wouldn't have all the war making today if it weren't for World War II and the, how it changed the, the, the international landscape. In other words, America became like the dominant player after World War II. And so then if we didn't have World War II, you know, or World, World War II would not have happened were it not for World War I. World War I would not have happened if it weren't for Woodrow Wilson. And so we wanted to include him in the list to say, among other things, he was, you know, racist and had all these other issues going on. But but he had this central role in flipping the first domino that created this cascade of horrible things that can all be traced back to World War One. So I think, Brittany, adding on to what you said about it's not just that they did bad things. It's also that they didn't do some positive things. It's also that a lot of these people did horrible things that had ripple effects. Mm-hmm are beyond their own actions and like robert mugabe and he in zimbabwe changes these policies or does these things okay but that has the consequence of the banks printing a ton of money to pay for it all which means you've inflated which means you've destroyed the currency which means people's savings have been completely obliterated which means you have way more poverty in your country now and so on and so on and so on so that to me is achieving villain status is doing these horrible things on a large scale the stories are not fun to dwell on in the sense that there's a lot of carnage that happened, but the lessons are important because these things can happen in our day. They will happen in the future. 
And if we don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past, we have to be informed enough to observe patterns and say, oh, hey, I think that uh, this is like that one thing from a few decades ago. Let's think about that, talk about it, and prevent it from happening again. So very important to get educated. Head to tuttletwins.com slash products where you can see all of the books that we've done, including this new guidebook. So for the teens listening or the parents out there, get the book, do a chapter a day, a chapter a week, whenever you want over dinner, but talk about these things. These things are important for us to discuss to make sure that we don't let modern villains in our day rise to power. Brittany, thanks for chatting. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.